Welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast, where you'll learn all the best tips, tricks, and practical techniques for building the confidence levels you've always wanted. With inspiring interviews, real-life examples, and game-changing insights, this podcast is for women who know that mastering the skill of confidence is one of the most important things they'll ever do. Hello and welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast. I'm Anastasia and together with my business partner Jody, we run Rise Women, a business dedicated to helping all women make confidence their new normal. Now I'm a little excited about today's episode, but also a little sad about the fact that we even need to be talking about this topic at all. So today Jody and I will be talking about guilt and the five best ways to move past it and not let it destroy your confidence. And I mean, sadly, this happens all too often and we see it time and time again with the women that we speak to. There is so much guilt that many of us carry every single day. And over time, it can really start to weigh you down and erode your confidence. I mean, Jody, you see it all the time with your coaching clients, right? Hi, everyone. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so many ways that guilt can manifest itself for women. And sometimes we don't even realize that that's actually what we're dealing with. Instead, we start to relate to this guilt as though it's normal. And it's exactly what we should be feeling when in fact, that's just not true at all. As women, guilt will appear in our lives regardless of our social, marital or career status. We feel guilty for doing way too much or not enough. We feel guilty for sacrificing time with our families for work. And then we feel just as guilty for not committing as much time to our careers because of our families. We feel guilt when we say no because we always want to do as much as we can to help other people. But then we feel guilty when we say yes because we know something is going to have to be compromised to take on that new commitment. And you know what? The list is endless. We are constantly putting way too much pressure on ourselves to keep everyone else happy, which is great until it's not. You know when you get to that point of overwhelm where you know you've taken on more than you can handle, but you feel too guilty to speak up because you don't want to let other people down and you definitely do not want to hear, I told you so. You see, when it comes to these situations, you will only ever have three choices. You can accept it, you can change it, or you can continue to feel guilty about it. But you know what? Only two of these three options are actually effective. Look, if you choose to accept a situation for what it is, then there's no need to feel any more guilt about it because you're accepting that things are just the way they are. Now, if you choose to change a situation, then again, there's no need to feel any more guilt about it because you are making a choice to get into action and do something about it. But if your choice is to continue to feel guilty, then this is entirely counterproductive. Feeling guilt will not only stop you from doing what you really want to do, it will also send you into a downward spiral of more and more guilt. And we've all been there, right? You know, the only way to stop this from happening is to choose one of the first two options, either accept it or change it, but just don't feel guilty about it. 
And today, we are going to give you five great techniques to help you ditch the guilt once and for all, stop letting it dictate your decisions and destroying your confidence. Great. I mean, I love all of that. I love the fact that these two options are so clear. They're so simple. Accept it or change it. Yeah. Just don't feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah, feeling guilty about <laughs> it. Probably not a choice that you'd want to consciously make. I mean, no. I think we all end up there at some point without consciously wanting to be there. Yeah. Uh, but once you're aware, once you have that awareness around it, then you do have those other options. Can yes. I accept it? Can I change it? Or do I actually want to continue to feel guilty about it? I don't think anyone would consciously choose guilty. No, but they don't choose accept or change either. No. So then you're stuck in guilt. Yeah, you're, you're stuck <laughs> in guilt because you, you think you don't have any other options. We're giving you another two options. Yes. Accept or change. Yes. Great. Okay, so let's get right into it. Technique number one to move past the guilt is to write it down. Now, I know this sounds simple, but there's actually scientific reasoning behind why this works and it's amazing. So when your brain is trying to process your thoughts, it goes through this biological process called encoding. So encoding is when your brain takes in information and stores it in the hippocampus where it then analyzes it and it helps you make decisions about what to do with that information. That's also when your brain decides whether this information will get stored in your long-term memory or whether it will be discarded. Now, it's actually been proven that writing something down by hand more so than just typing it out, right? Because we, we all tend to type so often now, but we're talking about actually hand writing something out. It helps to improve the encoding process because the very act of writing something down forces your brain to pay attention and process that information in a more detailed way. In this instance, if you're feeling guilty about something, writing down your feelings and your thoughts about what it is you're feeling guilty about is a great way to get all of that information out of the emotional part of your brain, otherwise known as your limbic system, and down onto paper, where you can organize your thoughts, clear your mind, and allow yourself to process your emotions and manage them better. Mm. That's good. I know, right? Neuroscience actually tells us that when the limbic system is fired up and we're feeling scared or angry or emotional in any way, then our prefrontal cortex, which is a part of the brain that sits at the front and makes, it's the decision-making part of your brain essentially, that becomes compromised because they don't function at the same time. And this is why it can be so hard to make good choices and decisions when we're feeling afraid or angry or sad or guilty. So if you want to be able to think clearly and eliminate the guilt and see the situation for what it really is, writing down your thoughts and your feelings really is the best way to start. Take a notepad, write down all the thoughts that keep going around and around in your head about why you're feeling guilty and keep writing until it's all down on paper and you have exhausted every single thought and emotion. Then you scrunch up that paper and you throw it away right? You've just given your brain the opportunity to decide what to do with that information. So once it's all written down, just stop stressing about it and move on. Yes. I love that. Amazing. And I love it when science backs up what we say. I know. <laughs> so good. <laughs> We've used that technique so often. We've yeah. been, I use it with clients all the time, the mind dump. And it's when something in the past is just niggling, 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 constantly in their thoughts, you know, it's just constantly can't let it go. there, can't let it go. 
I had one lady that just still talked about a presentation she did 18 months earlier, like honestly, seriously. And she was probably the only person still thinking about it, The only person on the planet still thinking about that presentation. But we did that technique. It's called a mind dump to just get it out, get it in writing and just get it down on paper and out of your brain. Yes. Just out of your brain because you can. You can look at it differently. You can just exhaust it out of that brain. Amazing. Anyway, so on to technique number two, which is to forgive yourself. I mean, geez, (laughs) just like the rest of us, you're only human and you can't do everything perfectly all of the time. So maybe it's time to just give yourself a break. Just take a moment to give this some serious thought. Are you expecting too much of yourself? I mean, if you're feeling guilty about trying to find the right balance between your work and your home life, then perhaps it's time to take a step back and look at what it is that you're actually demanding of yourself. Look, motherhood is a challenging, emotional and busy undertaking at the best of times. So accept that you're doing the best you can and let go of the pressure and the pursuit of perfection. Because let's face it, Things are never going to be perfect despite all the Instagram filters and the brave faces we put on. There's always a struggle going on in the background. So honestly, just give yourself a break. And you know what? The same goes for work. Whether you've gone back to work after having children or you've taken a break in your career for some other reason, or even if you're changing industries or trying to progress your career, there are always challenges that we face in the workplace and compromises that we need to make. So cut yourself some slack and accept that you are doing the best you can possibly do. And please try to not fall into the trap of feeling guilty because you're not doing what other people are doing. Yep. I mean, how many times has that come up? Right? I know. And we think we're not doing it. Oh, but... my goodness. I know. You don't have to stay back at work for two hours just because somebody else does. And you don't have to compromise your values, your beliefs or your work ethic just because somebody else does. What they do is entirely up to them and they have to live with the consequences of their choices. All you can control is your choices and your actions. So just do that and move past the guilt of worrying that you should be doing what someone else is doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember doing that all the time in my previous career. Yeah. We're talking like crazy late nights till 11 o'clock at night because it just seemed to be the norm. Mm. And I felt so guilty if I actually left the office on time. That's insane because nobody else ever did. I mean, it's ridiculous to even perpetuate that kind of work culture and work ethic. Okay, so on to technique number three. It's another simple and very effective one. Technique number three to move past the guilt is to get organized. Look, we get it, right? Life is busy for everyone. But here is a cold, hard fact. No one has any more or any less hours in the day than you do. Are you sure? It's true. I'm positive. (laughs) We all get 24. That's all we get. I know some people seem to cram 30 hours worth of stuff into it and other people, you know, two hours and they're done. Some people, what they tell me they get done in 24 hours is just not doable in 24 hours. So I don't know what's happening, but yes. Well, the key is, and and there is a key to this, it's to cultivate your time management skills and be organised. And I know you love this, Jodie, because you are organisation queen, right? (laughs) It's the only way I can cope. Right. But it just makes sense. It makes sense. Being organized is vital to getting things done and achieving what you want. 
but you need to figure out what methods of organization work for you and then build those into your life, right? Because you can't use my habits. They may not work for you. Um, For example, I'm a list person. I have so many lists. I have lists of lists. (laughs) Like I have a list going, do this list first and then go that Uh. list. Because I like to see it in writing in front of me and they're not lists that I type. I love writing them out because again, as per our earlier point, writing things down helps your brain process them differently, right? Yeah. So I love to see it in writing in front of me. I like to see what has to be done and I love the satisfaction that I get from marking things off as I go. There's always a yellow highlighter nearby on my desk and I'm always highlighting things off. And as crazy as this may sound, this technique will help you with your guilt. It'll help you with your guilt of procrastinating It'll help you with your guilt of not getting things done at all. Yeah. Because lists, they don't give you anything to hide behind, Mm. right? When it's written down, it becomes real. It's like saying something to someone, it becomes real. Yeah. When you write things down in a list, it becomes real. And even better, when you number the lists or the things on your, (laughs) you know, to-do list in order of priority and you go, right, here's 10 things I've got to do. This is what I'm doing first. This is what I'm doing second. You're actually creating a plan for yourself, which is great because that's one of the best ways to achieve your goals. Now, if you get things done, then the guilt is gone, right? Because you got into action and you achieved. Yeah. But if you don't get things done because you got lazy or because something else got in the way, then you can just pick up that same list on the next day and just keep working at it. It's out of your head, it's written on paper, and there's no need to stress or feel guilty about forgetting it. Just pick up your list and just keep going. And that's how I keep myself organized and on task. But you need to find out what works for you. It might be alarms or notifications. It might be having someone to keep you accountable. You know, people love having coaches because it helps them with goal Mm. setting and keeping them accountable. Yeah. Whatever it is, just find your way to stay organized and keep at it. Oh, yes. And I love that one because organization is such a big deal for me. As I said, it is the only way I can cope. And I know there's some people that I meet that do seem to get 48 hours crammed into a day. I don't. But Maybe at least they're just I, super organised. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but at least I get majority of the stuff. And you're right. I do feel good if I'm achieving and ticking things off. I feel good. I feel good that I'm productive and into it. Small wins. Absolutely. And I find it much easier to keep my thoughts organised and my emotions in check if I've got an organised desk and an organised life. I'm just on top of things. I feel like I'm in control. Maybe it's that, you know, I don't have that guilt of I've forgotten something, I've said I was going to do something and I didn't and ah, just... That life's gotten away from you. Yes, life's gotten away from me. And everyone's had their needs met because it was on the list. (laughs) (laughs) But I I love creating systems. I'm a systems girl that keep me on track. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of my classics, and I do it every single time, is when I put the washing into the washing machine, I stick a peg on my clothes, a peg onto (laughs) myself. And then because (laughs) invariably I will walk away and something else starts happening because I've got to wait for the washing machine for an hour or whatever it takes, and I will forget. And then two days later, I'll find the clothes that have to be rewashed in the washing machine because I forgot. Anyway. Right. So the peg system is a good system and it works for lots of different things. If I have to remember something, I'll put a peg on myself or some sort of thing that keeps reminding me. Triggers your brain. Triggers. Yeah. There's a trigger, yeah, right? Yeah. And look, you know, things like I run a very good diary system. I have a, you know, month to view on my desk that, you know, our workshops are coming up. I think, cause I can see ahead. I can, I can't do a day to a page. 
I can't. <laughs> that's just not the way my brain works. Well, it helps you be organised in advance, right? Well, and be prepared I just, for I everything. I have to see what's coming up because my life is busy. I've got lots to fit in. I've got all the stuff and I have to see what's coming up because the presentation I've got might be a month away, but I actually have to start preparing that on next Tuesday yeah. because the rest of the month is full. Yeah. Anyway, all sorts of things. It's just getting the systems that work for you. It's, I never miss a birthday. I, you know, rarely miss an email that I have to send. And actually, I sometimes even send myself emails to myself <laughs> because then they sit in like my... Like a little reminder. You yeah, push it to the top. Me. I do that yeah, too. It, it's a reminder that something has to be done or something has to be put on my to-do list because I'm out, you know. Yeah. You just have a system. Yeah. And then I can move on and I know that everything I need to get done or everything I've said that I would do because I'll try to do what I say I was going to do. If I said I'm going to send you that email on Tuesday, then I want to have a system to make sure that I send you that email on yeah. Tuesday. And it doesn't have to be robotic. It doesn't mean that you take all the spontaneity out of your life. I think it just helps you stay in integrity. Yes. It helps you be good. accountable yes. to yourself. Um, that I've said I'm going to do something and I'm doing it and also accountable to other people. It just helps you maintain that integrity in your life. Absolutely. And that you just remembered someone's birthday or that you... I know. So get organised, people. Get organised. <laughs> <laughs> Find what works for you. And, you know, sometimes it does get out of hand and that's okay. And then I sit down with all my bits of paper and pull it all back in together again because yeah. that's just the way life works. That's right. Okay, so on to technique number four, and this is one that I think we all need to practice more. Say no instead of yes. Mm. Now, that's crazy, right? But maybe, <laughs> just maybe, are you taking on a little bit too much? Did you say yes to something when it should have been a no? And I think we've all been there. Mm -hmm. And then you feel too guilty to go back on your word because we're obviously keeping in integrity now. Right. <laughs> So you go ahead and you do whatever you said you were going to do and you stick to whatever commitment it was that you made when really all you wanted to do in the first place was say no or what you maybe should have done in the first place was say no and you didn't. Right. Now, I've spoken about this before and the need to treat your energy like money and being really careful and mindful of who you give it to and when. And this concept is also relevant when it comes to planning what you can and you cannot take on. Maybe you can't attend every school event, every play date or every function. Maybe your kids can't do an activity every afternoon or read a 400-page novel by the time they're eight. Maybe that's just not doable, right? Maybe you shouldn't take on that new project at work because you're already operating at capacity even though you feel guilty saying no to your manager. You know what? Maybe it's just time to take your foot off the accelerator for a while. Just slow down and not feel bad about it. You know, the guilt that comes from feeling like you aren't enough or that you haven't done enough can be so debilitating. So it's time to just let go and just accept that there are some things you need to say no to. And you know what? And that's okay. It's totally okay. And I had this with a client a couple of weeks ago just with the amount of things her children were doing and she was trying to juggle it, taking on a new role at work and, oh my God, it was out of control. It was Everything was out of control. 
And you know what? She actually spoke to her children and they did not want to be doing some of the activities. They didn't want – they were doing them because they thought they were should and that, all that sort yeah. of stuff. They had their own pressures on them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what? They decided to just take their foot off the pedal – for one term, one term of just, and then they can make new choices in the next term. But they just, while she was starting this new career, this new job role, and so much was going on in their lives, one term off made such a big impact on them to just get themselves into the the new routine, the way the new things were going to work. And honestly, it took so much pressure off her and stopped all that guilt because you know, she was running late to certain, dropping kids off to certain activities and, oh. Because you can't give the best of yourself to anything then. No, You're giving, totally stretched. You know, a yeah. half, yeah, a, an overwhelmed version of yourself to everything yeah. rather than the, your best version to anything. Absolutely. So, you know, it doesn't have to be forever. You could take a week off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just... Whatever you need. Find, yeah, pull it all, pull it all back in. Yeah, I think you and I struggle with this one the most, oh, to I be know. honest. I'm good, I'm, good at, I'm, I'm good in some areas of my life and not so good in others. Which makes sense. I mean, a lot of people do that. They might be very good at saying no socially, yeah. but professionally they feel like it might be detrimental to their career if yes. they say no. So they will always say yes or even the other way around they're happy to say no at work because they're happy to just do what they're paid to do yeah but socially they don't want to let anyone down so they will always say yes it does I see your point it does happen in different ways in parts of our lives Mm. I find that I'm always taking on extra things to do because at the time I think I want to (laughs) but you know if if we (laughs) pause and then you think about it later and go "Mm, what the hell maybe maybe I didn't think this through right and I think this is the thing if you pause for a second before saying yes and maybe just think about how or even if this extra thing can fit into your life, then maybe that might just be the space that you need to turn the yes into a no before you overcommit and then feel guilty about overcommitting, right? Or it might be the space that you need to make room for that new commitment if it's important to you by saying no to something else, right? But maybe you just need that space. And the beauty of it is we can help you with this. Mm. If you head over to our website at risewomen.com forward slash free, we've got a great freebie of 30 plus ways to say no. Oh my it's God. It's awesome. You're going to love so it. So many people have downloaded that since we've been put, since know. we put that as, I've been giving it to clients for years and then we decided to put it as a download on the website and yes, it's a it's winner. A yeah. it's a- <laughs> <laughs> Don't say no to this one. This is one you should say yes to. Oh. Okay. So on to our fifth and final final technique to move past guilt, which is to stop comparing yourself to others. Right. This one's massive. Oh my goodness. This is a massive one. Mm -hmm. And it applies to everyone, to other mums, to other colleagues, to your friends, to your family, to that influencer on Instagram, to everyone. Just stop comparing your life and what you're doing with what you think you know about others. Right. Because the truth is you never really see their full reality. Now, I know that in this world of social media, it can be really, really difficult not to compare yourself to everything you see on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever platform you're on. You know, we've all seen them, you know, those mums that are doing all these amazing things with their impeccably dressed kids all the time. They're cooking these lavish meals. They're spending quality time with them in the most beautiful settings. Everyone's always smiling, you know, it's glorious. (laughs) 
Um, or these women who just flood, not just women, men too, who flood their social feeds with all these incredible, you know, inspiring work that they're doing every single day. These people never seem to have downtime, right? Yeah. They're never having a crappy day at work. Everything's always amazing. There's insane amounts of success going on in their businesses. I mean, seriously, sometimes I wonder how these people do it all. And then I realise they don't. Mm. It's that simple. The truth is most of what you see online is not real. It's not the full story, is it? No, I know it. You know it. Yeah. And I think everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. And yet we still insist, I don't get it, we insist on comparing our lives to these heavily filtered, seriously curated and just meticulously staged images of what we think other people's lives are like and what we wish that our lives were like. And I think that's where the guilt kicks in, right? Why aren't my kids achieving like that? Why isn't my career that successful? Why aren't I eating at that incredible restaurant or, you know, traveling to that amazing location or driving that particular car? We are racked with this guilt. What am I Mm. doing wrong because I don't appear to be living the same perfect life that everyone else is, right? And here's your answer. Nothing. You are actually doing nothing wrong. You are doing everything you should be and you are doing the best that you can. So you must stop comparing your life to others if you want to get rid of those feelings of inadequacy and guilt because you don't know. You don't know what's going on for those other people behind closed doors or on the other side of that camera lens. It's actually more likely than not that that mum is also thinking that she's not doing a good job. So she's posting all these photos to try and keep up with someone else or to try and convince herself that her life is perfect. And it's very likely that that business or career woman is incessantly celebrating her successes online because she's constantly struggling with all the failures and the obstacles behind the scenes, right? Mm. Maybe she just needs some approval or validation once in a while because maybe she's not giving it to herself. I mean, it's crazy. Mm. We are our own worst critics. We constantly focus on our own shortcomings, but we fixate on other people's wins. But imagine, right, what would happen if we flipped it and we started focusing on what we are doing and what we do have and what we have achieved without all the fanfare and the public acclaim. It's not necessary. Just being the best version of you that you can be and accepting that as a win without having to compare it to anyone else's best version of themselves. Imagine how liberating and exciting that would be to ditch the guilt and just celebrate who you are for who you are, not for who you aren't. Oh my God, can you, should we write that down and you should give that speech at some <laughs> like massive celebration of women or something? It's, I'm just so Anyone? passionate about it. I know, it just makes and sense, I can tell, right? and I love it, and it should be, and it's what we all need to hear, you know, over and over again. Sometimes we need that reminder because it does, it's so easy to get caught in the world and caught and start feeling guilty and start feeling inadequate and start feeling all those stupid feelings. Yep. Just because we're looking at images that just aren't true or that aren't, they're true, but they're not, you don't have the full story. Yeah, that's right. You don't have the full story. It's an iceberg, right? You're seeing just the tip. You're not seeing anything else that's going on under the water. That's a great way to describe it. It is. So we've got to look at everybody's iceberg online. Yeah, yeah. And and be aware. Be be really aware of the fact that it is an iceberg. Yeah. 
You know, being the best version of yourself is definitely one of the most effective ways to avoid feelings of guilt and inadequacy because you're only comparing to yesterday's version of you. And remember, guilt breeds more guilt and it manifests itself into your life and your body in so many different ways. Guilt breeds negativity, dissatisfaction and feelings of inadequacy. Guilt can also lead to depression, anxiety, paranoia, fear, insomnia, and increased sadness because it literally changes the way your body and your mind function. It also creates tension and stress in your body, which we know can lead to so many physical ailments. So if you're serious about creating a better life for yourself and avoiding the guilt, then you should always do your best to make today's version of you smarter, stronger, and more confident. And I think that's actually where all this ties into confidence. I mean, it's really hard to feel and act confident if you are constantly feeling guilty about not being enough and not doing enough. Yep. Confidence comes from a belief in your skills, your talents and your abilities. And if feelings of guilt are challenging those beliefs, then your confidence will inevitably take a hit. So if you truly, truly, truly want to move past the guilt and reclaim your confidence in all areas of your life, then you must follow these five practical techniques and you cannot go wrong. Got it? Got it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really that simple. It's so important though. It's so, I just can't bear to see women or men, but let's talk about women. I just can't stand to see women who are just carrying the burden of guilt on their shoulder. You can almost see it. You can almost see the heaviness and they're trying to be something that they think they should. They're trying to do something that they think they should. I mean, it's just... And they don't even know that it's guilt. They don't actually identify with it as guilt. It just becomes their default position. Yeah. It becomes the standard way that they feel. That's right. And then they just have problems with their body. They don't sleep. They're anxious. They're sad. They're negative. It's just not okay. It's just not okay anymore. So get onto it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Release the guilt. Remember, three choices. Accept it. Change it. Or continue to feel guilty. And please do not choose Don't option do number three. three. Do not choose option three. You can realise that you're feeling guilt and then go, I can either accept the way things are or I can change it. They're my yeah. two options. And be intentional about it. Have those moments where you check in on yourself and go, right, I'm feeling guilt. What is it that I'm feeling guilty about? Yeah. Can I accept it or can I change it? Don't even consider guilt as your third option. That's right. Pick That's one right. of the first two. Love it. Love it. Yes. Well, anyway, thank you very much for joining us today. And as Anastasia mentioned, don't forget to head over to risewomen.com forward slash free for our 30 plus ways to say no download PDF. Because saying no is a skill and saying no, you know what, does take some practice. We know it can be challenging and a little uncomfortable to start with. So make sure you download the PDF, circle the ones that you like and start practicing them straight away. And it really is practice. And you start with the easy no's. You start with saying no's to the easy people. (laughs) The (laughs) The ones ones, that you know won't take it personally. (laughs) That's right. And then you build your way up to the ones that are really challenging, which is sometimes family or work or colleagues, like you, you build up. But it's practice. You build 
You get proud of yourself that you said no to the easy ones and you work your way up from And it there. helps you next time around, definitely. Absolutely. And you know what? On our website, we've got lots of other freebies there too that we know you'll love and that will help you increase your confidence. We give you practical techniques that you can put into action today. So just head over to risewomen.com and check out all the ways that we can help you become the confident woman you were born to be. Because remember, with confidence, anything is possible. Bye-bye for now. Bye.